What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. Today, we have Catherine from Blue Sky Endurance, who, well, you know what? I'm going to let her intro herself. What do you do? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, Blue Sky Endurance is a retail shop over on Coleman Boulevard in Mount Pleasant. We carry everything for swimming, biking, and running. And we also do programs, coaching, training programs for triathlon and running. Very cool. So you, I know a little bit about you, right? So um, you are a runner yourself? I am a runner. At at my core, I'm a runner. Okay. (laughs) But I do cross training and swimming and biking as well. So I can remain a runner. How did you get into running? Because I've heard through the grapevine that you're a good runner. (laughs) So how did that process start? Tell me a little bit how one goes into jumping into the sport of running or maybe, you know, dipping your toe in. I'm not sure. I would say I I started running or I would probably consider it jogging when I first started my freshman year of college. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I felt like I was destined for the freshman 15 that everybody talked about right. when I went off to college. And I was very fearful of it because in high school, I was, I would say considered chunky, maybe chubby, sure, um, but not, not fat by any means, but it was yeah. something I was always battling with the wrong things like mm-hmm. skipping meals, diet pills, things like that. Right. Um, but I was a tennis player in high school and my mother was a runner. She was a marathoner and she would always okay. try to get me to run, but I would have nothing to do with it. Yeah. In high school, my dad too, he tried to get me like, <laughs> Oh, you should do this. Cause training for soccer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I just had like zero yeah. motivation back then. Now, like I would, if I had more time, I'd work out more. Right. It's funny how those things get reversed. Exactly. Okay. So you get to yeah. college and you're like, I'm going to start back then. That's funny. Like back then it was jogging. It was, it was not running. Running no. was not a thing. It was like, I'm going to go for a jog or do, right. you, do you jog? You right. know, like exactly. in the 80s with your uh, <laughs> exactly. little windproof suits, right? Yep. Okay. So I went to an all women's college called St. Mary's College in South Bend, Indiana. Okay. And there is a long oak lined drive that goes into the college. It's a beautiful campus. And I noticed that a lot of the girls were jogging. Mm-hmm. and they looked fit. And I thought, you know what, maybe that's what I need to do because I was really fearful of the freshman 15. Right. So I picked out a certain number of oak trees on that Oak line drive. And I ran to that number. I don't know if it was five or 10. I can't remember. It's a long time ago mm-hmm. and ran back. And then I just kept adding oak trees until I got you to You ran one time. You ran there and back once. Like, right. All right. I that nailed was it. it <laughs> that's all I had. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean, that's I was, great. Yeah, I was not running at all. Yeah. So I made it to the end of the drive and back. And then if you crossed the street, you could go to the campus of Notre Dame. And at the end say of that. If you yeah. watch Rudy, you should know right. that all that connected. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. if you get to the end of that drive, there's this beautiful grotto where you can light a candle, say a prayer. It's gorgeous. And that kind of became my 
my thing. I would run to the grotto, light a candle, say a prayer, come back. And then I kept adding, like I added, went around a lake, went around another lake, went around the campus. Always ending up at the grotto. Um, yeah. The grotto was the, the destination and then back. Okay. So I just kept adding distance and I didn't really stop. Right. And then I noticed pounds just came off and I needed to eat because I was running. Mm-hmm. I couldn't skip meals and I was making better choices because that's what your body wants mm-hmm. um, when, sh- when you're running more like that. And then it just, ne- and then I learned something besides the physical fitness part of it was the mental fitness part of it. I had mental clarity like I had never had before in my life. Mm -hmm. I think it's something I've always battled and struggled with. Mm -hmm. And that's, I found my answer in the running. And to this day, I can figure things out on a run. I am super grounded after I run. I feel like you can throw anything my way after a run and I'm ready. So that's really more of my reason for running is the mental part of it, the mental clarity that it gives you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so so many things to hit on right there. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick one at a time. So first, what I love, and I bet you'll echo some of this too, and maybe you can allude to some of your programs, Mm -hmm. but how many people who start an exercise program Mm -hmm. will start with an oak tree like Mm -hmm. you did, right? To use that as a metaphor. Mm -hmm. How many people like, okay, today, Let's just pick even something else. Today, um, I'm going to start swimming. Mm-hmm. Do they start swimming? Like, I'm going to run. I'm going to do two laps. I'm going to swim two laps, and I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anybody does that. Do you know anybody who's like, oh, I'm going to start this? And like, no, they're going to go. Not like, many. Yeah, today, I'm going to do a. I'm going to trade for an Ironman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'm I've never done a triathlon. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go on this, like, you know, couch to 5K program, which is still a good way to start. I agree, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, oh man, I'm going to build this up over the next year. Or like today, I'm just going to start with, you know, even for myself, almost like, so I couldn't picture that either. Would you like at this point, just go for five minute workout and then be done. But how mm-hmm. many people probably could benefit right from just, just starting it's small attainable goals. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Like I think if you're going to start something new, even if you are fit and just starting, you know, going from a runner to a triathlete, like it'd be how many injuries could you prevent? Stay out of my office, right? <laughs> injuries could prevent if you just started, you know, with something, something super small, like you said, an attainable mm-hmm. first goal, you know? So right. um, I just think more and more people should do that. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I really liked you said, and I can echo this when I'm training really hard or I'm training for something, I tend to eat a lot better because tell me if you've experienced this too. I'll eat better, which means I'll train a little bit better, which means I feel good. And then I end up eating better. And just like this, like positive flywheel. It's like a reason mm-hmm. to eat better. If I'm not training for anything, it's like, Oh, I'm going to eat a little bit worse. Like, cause I'll, I know if I eat bad, I feel bad the next day. Right. You know? So mm-hmm. like, it's really cool that you kind of did that flywheel mm-hmm. in a way, like in a positive direction, decided to make better food choices just because you, started exercising. Right. And they were food choices. It wasn't skipping meals or trying to take these shortcuts with a slim fast drink. I think maybe at the time, Oh man, you know, (laughs) is that still around? I know it might be, but that that, it was more of the short, trying to find these shortcuts instead of just making good food choices and fueling your body the right way Mm -hmm. instead of trying to cut things, cut corners all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, a lot of the people we've interviewed here, it's always seemed to be a three-pronged approach to health and fitness. And it's 
the kind of physical aspect, let's call it running for you, the nutrition aspect, which is making those positive food choices and choosing not to try to make shortcuts. Not necessarily maybe because you didn't think the science behind it, just because you knew probably just intuitively knew like this isn't going to work long term. Mm -hmm. And the last one is like, how can I stay fit mentally, which is this like third area that is coming up a lot more in like blogs, a lot more in these conversations with people realizing that if you're not dealing with that, Mm -hmm. sometimes first, right. You know, that it's, it's not going to be attainable long-term, you know, everything Mm -hmm. that we teach. And I'm sure that you guys talk about too in your running programs is I want you to be able to be a runner or a healthy person until you're 90. It's not necessarily about looking good in 12 weeks, although that can be a good reason to start, Mm -hmm. but you've got to build a program that is attainable long-term and a diet's not attainable long-term. Right. You know? Right. Right. Even like a um, running a marathon, build let's build strength and build good habits so after that marathon hopefully you it's not your first or not your last right you're not just one and done Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um tell us a little bit about like some of the programs that you guys do and how you structure those well our triathlon programs tend to be a little bit more swim heavy in our clinics and our instruction because that seems to be the piece that a lot of people struggle with is Mm -hmm. swim and that is also the piece that is the most technique driven, having the correct technique, you don't have to work quite as hard in the water and you're not Mm -hmm. as tired coming out of the water to then do the bike and the run. So, um, we really gear our clinics toward the beginner or people that are new to the sport and maybe they're just trying to take it to the next distance or to the next level. So we very much focus on technique for swim, bike and run. And just in the sport, technique and transition, technique and your nutrition. What are you taking? When do you take it? Why you should be taking it? Right. Um, And these are for new people, you said, or these usually people already have done one? Both. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you kind of cater it a little bit to both sides. Mm -hmm. And so forgive me, I just don't know a ton about it, um, almost on purpose, is what do they expect like day one? Like day one is more of like info section. This is how the next 12 weeks are going to go or, you know, and then you kind of like, okay, here's the program. You kind of lay it out for them. Mm -hmm. And then do you have like different focuses for different months and how long do they typically go? You know, I'm just curious from, you know, they're usually either 10 or 12 week programs. We've tried different methods of communication as far as how to disseminate the information. And we have found the simpler, the better, Mm -hmm. not necessarily, training apps and things like that. Um, but just a basic email from the same coach consistently and also just checking in all the time with the participants to make sure that they understand everything. Do they have any questions? Is there something getting in their way and holding them back? So really just good old fashioned email has worked really well for us. And, um, that plan goes out once a week. It's not too much all at one time so that it's overwhelming. Again, it's like little attainable, week by week goals. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, you know, there's usually uh three week increments where you build and then you have a recovery week and then you build and then you have a recovery week. That's generally how our plans are set up. Are you Um, meeting for a group? Like every Saturday, Mm -hmm. every Saturday. So just once a week, all the other stuff is like, here's your workouts. You could do them on your own. Right. Which is usually what people is all people can commit to anyway, with busy schedules, 
trying to fit in swimming, biking, and running. They're squeezing it in with yeah. their own schedules. And like we were talking about getting anywhere in Charleston. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Come here right. three times a week. Oh man, that's like sometimes can yeah. be a huge commitment. But we do so give them we give them opportunities for training. Okay. So if they wanted to join a master's swim class with we partner with Swim Charleston, they can do that. If they want to join our group runs, they can do that. They're there for them, but they don't have to do it. They can do it on their own. Okay. And group rides, same thing. I just think it's so awesome, like, <clears throat> between you and a few of the other, um, we'll just call you, like, fitness entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. like, being able to mold the retail space mm -hmm. with the group training and just creating a place where you can do a little of everything. Like, where did it start for you? It was like, mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's from the running side, but, like, how do you go to, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, create a retail shop. Oh, by the way, I'm also going to create these awesome programs people come mm -hmm. to and get fit. It's just, I love the, like uniformity there right? well i think it makes sense yeah the industry of retail is changing so quickly and dramatically with the with amazon yeah so people can stay home and shop they don't have to come into your store and shop anymore but you mm -hmm. have to give them a reason to come in with an experience yeah and if you've been in our shop you know it's an experience yeah and we've got the indoor infinity pool we, we have solutions for athletes for swimming biking and running yeah. in our shop Place you want to come, hang out, right. try stuff on. We have a physical therapist yeah. there. Yes, we have an do. injury. Yeah. So we try to cover all those bases so that we're we're serving that athlete or that customer. We're not just, here's some product you want to buy, it's on sale. Yeah. You know, or here, come back next week. It'll be twice as cheap, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not just, I mean, there is a science to the retail side of it, but it's more of a creating um, an experience in a community for people. That's mm -hmm. what people want yeah. in ret for retail these days. So you can't just... Put your shingle up, get some stuff in a store, and it's going to sell yeah. at all. And I, I think just having retail experience and worked in different stores and I can see what works, what doesn't work, um, I tried to bring that to Blue Sky, Yeah, that experience. There's these common threads that keep coming up with, you know, number 34, episode 34 today, mm -hmm. and community just mm -hmm. comes up. Mm -hmm. 100%, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of obsessed. It's the reason we did this podcast of like, okay, what is the perfect environment? What are the things that people need to know? Like if they want to start being more fit and they want to be at their healthiest, what do you need to seek out? And like by far, mm -hmm. it seems to be go find a community that you right. can be a part of. Mm -hmm. Don't go do it, you know, on your own in Planet Fitness, there's going to be people who are like that, but you probably already know if you're like that or not. You're mm -hmm. probably already doing it. If you're not, go find a community of people that you get along with that are into something that you are into and that you're enjoying it out with. And that is what's probably going to keep you healthy long-term. And I love that now us as fitness and health entrepreneurs are providing those communities for people. Because guess what? Like this is a grassroots movement is the key, I think, to, mm -hmm. to making a difference in what is, right. sorry, rants happen all the time. In what <laughs> is epidemic at this point with obesity, heart disease, all this kind of stuff. Cause mm -hmm. by far we are the minority. The ones who are fit and running mm -hmm. are like the 5% or the 10%. It's such a small community. So it's like, there's so many people out there and find a community and go for it. Right. But I, I also think that the people in this community, we all understand and get the benefits that that it spills over into other parts of your life when you are physically fit and mentally fit. It makes you a better mother. It makes you a better husband. It makes you a better employee, a better boss. 
when you can have these little victories in your life of just finishing a 5k or just finishing a triathlon or a marathon or an Ironman, I mean, that carries over into everything you do. You know, it carries in your confidence and how you encourage other people. And it's just, it's far reaching and it's so important. And some people look at it like, especially moms and I'm a mother of five. And I can selfishly say that I did put myself first many times because I needed to, I had to, because I knew if I got up before everybody else got up in the morning and I went for a run, I can handle preschool drop off and getting ready and getting out the door and without a problem, we don't have to get up tight. We can do this. It's okay if we're late sometimes, but I'm telling you, if you don't burn that off and you're uptight all the time, your kids are uptight. Mm -hmm. Your husband's uptight. Everybody gets uptight. Like that, that old saying, happy wife, happy life. I mean, it's true. My dad says it all the time. It's true. He's a wise man. Yeah. So it's just so important to, to make the time for yourself. It's, you're not being selfish necessarily. You're being smart. Mm-hmm. You're working smarter. Yep. As, as Even if you don't have children, just as a spouse or as an employee or a boss, like you can tell when you're dealing with somebody who's has dealt with themselves first. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really important and to provide these opportunities for people when they come in and they say, I could never train for a triathlon. Listen to me. Oh, yes, you can. You absolutely can. Yeah. And we can help you do that. Right. Right. I mean, 100%, I agree with that. I mean, women being like almost the cornerstone, in my opinion, I'm sure there's some difference, you know, people all over the place with that, but being the cornerstone of the family and what they don't do. And I've noticed this theme. I've talked a lot with Meg, physical therapist, who's in, you know, about women tending not to put themselves first. And mm-hmm. that's like a great not excuse is not the right word, but a reason to, or like something to kind of hold on to. Like, yeah, first thing in the morning, I'm going to take time for myself and go run, do something. And then, yeah, you can be, like you said, it spills over to everything else in your life because you've done that one thing for you. Mm-hmm. And that may not happen the entire rest of the day. No, it won't. You know, even me as, you know, as a dad and um, my wife and I definitely juggle everything together. Um, my like hour to work out is, is essential. Mm-hmm. Like at this point it needs to happen or I can, yeah, I can tell the difference in my mood. I can tell. Why do you think let's delve into that. Why do you think that is? Do you have any like theories behind that? You know, besides like, okay, put myself first. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But like, what, like, how does that even spill over? There's something about running too, that mm-hmm. I think is different because I've done a lot of different kind of workout things running something about the mental clarity from, I think running is huge, but you know, why, why does that spill over so well? Like, you know, I'm sure it's just physiologically just oxygen, endorphins. I mean, oxygen to your brain, you know, I mean, it's probably pretty simple. Get your heart rate up, get your blood pumping. Yeah. It makes everything work better. Your brain, everything. It's Uh probably just has a cleansing effect to it. Right. And Um, just burning off some of that nervous energy. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, I think there's also a piece, I'm not big into the science behind this, but <clears throat> of like your body needs to go through those. Like we were built to run. We right. were built to move. We were built to lift heavy things. We were built to like sit in a car in traffic. Right. Like that is extremely stressful internally. So go back and like burn those things off and you just come back, like you said, refreshed and, mm-hmm. and ready to go. So what would you say to somebody and you almost just said it, um, who's like thinking about starting 
some sort of program? Like, what do you think they should do first just to like, you know, just come in and just like talk to one of your coaches or, you know, how do they even get started? Where do they just, what's. Well, I think it depends on their situation. So if let's say they are married with kids, I think you do have to talk to your spouse about that and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And this is why, this is Mm -hmm. why I need to do this. Because you have to have the support for them to say, absolutely. You go for it. I can, I'll make breakfast once a week or whatever it is to get that support on the home front. Um, yeah, because you will not be successful with that. No. I've seen that happen for sure. Right. Nutrition changes from one spouse and not the other. I was like, uh, yeah, have to do this together. Right. But I, I, I do, and I can say this from my own experience, I do think your spouse can see pretty quickly how effective it is when they see this, yep. how, how much better you feel or how much better you look or just everything. They're going to see, okay, this is a good thing and we're mm. going to make sure this happens. And then I think you, you just have to eliminate those barriers to entry is what I like to call them. So getting support on the home front, let's say you're a single mom or your your husband travels a lot. I think it's okay to pay for childcare to work out. I've done it. There was a phase in my thirties when my husband traveled all the time and I had little kids at home. And on a Sunday morning, I had a babysitter who would come and babysit so I could go for a long run. I mean, some women go out and go shopping or go out for drinks with a friend and they pay for childcare. Well, I would pay for childcare so that I could go for a run. What a novel idea, but makes total sense. We talk about this a lot, investing in your health. And that's Mm -hmm. an investment in your health, Mm -hmm. which will, again, make you a better mom, better person, better social life, better like work environment that creates more money, that creates more energy. Like it's just... Right. Why not do that? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Or if you have to find a gym that has good childcare and you have to figure out what are those, what's going to keep you from mm-hmm. working out is you don't have childcare or you don't, you, you, you don't have time. You have to, right. Of entry. Exactly. And, and then, eliminate or find solutions for them yeah. or ask people, well, what do you do? Or how did you do that? And I'm telling you, people have 10 solutions for you. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to do that. Number one. And then have a good community. Like you were saying, have a good support system where someone's going to be checking on you. Someone's going to, my husband always says, just tell me what to do when he like, when he works out or does a program, he doesn't mm-hmm. want, what do you, you want my opinion? I don't want to give you my opinion. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah. So having a good training program, a good coach to tell you, Hey, this is what we're doing this weekend. You just have to show up and we'll help you through it. We're going to teach you how to do that. Um, and we're also going to check in with you for accountability to make sure, Hey, is this working? What's not working? How can we help you? Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's taking that step. I mean, so many people, we deal with this a lot. I mean, we're at a network. It costs a little extra money, obviously to come see us, but just making that investment I know is really, really hard for people because they don't see long-term all the ways. Like you have like, I was thinking about this the other day, you have one body for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One, be cliche, one life. You have one, you have two knees. Like it's, it's this one chance. And why would you wait any one more second to start feeling better mm-hmm. and picking something and going with it and start exercising and start eating right? Like, Mm-hmm. And if, if it's the money that's stopping you, we know that people are spending money on things, mm-hmm. you know, like an iPhone or, you know, like a car payment or there's a way you can sh- to shave some of the things out of your life and rebuild through exercise. Right. One of my favorite quotes from Irma Bombeck is when I come to the end of my life and I stand before God, I want to be able to say, I used everything you gave me. 
there, like nothing went to waste. There was nothing that I didn't try to do for this temple that you gave me. Right. Right. Like I have these talents. I want to use them. (laughs) I'm going to turn them into even more talents. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the mentality I feel like gets just buried, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. in the world of no more rants, commercialism (laughs) and immediate Mm -hmm. instant gratification. And frankly, in the healthcare world where it's come get this shot or take this pill and be done with it and never have to worry about it again, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it just happens all the time. And it's just, no, that's not the answer. The answer is rearrange your life, change your lifestyle and build from scratch and commit to it long-term. Like that's just the answer. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There is no other version of that. You have to work at it. Right. Or with like, you were saying with pills and things, medications, if you, if you're a 25 year old and someone says, well, just go on this medication. Are you, are you really going to stay on that medication until if, if you live to be 70, 75 years old? I mean, do you really want to take medication that long? If you think about long-term, is is that really sustainable or would it be better to fix that problem now a different way so that long-term you don't have to take that medication, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I would love a world, and I know this is a complete fantasy, a world where a 25-year-old, like you said, comes in Mm -hmm. to a doctor's office, maybe a physical therapist's office, maybe a chiropractor, whatever, and they have that issue and instead of taking a pill or something like that, we can literally prescribe like go to the blue sky 12 week Mm -hmm. program and go run your first 5k. Like go do that first here. Like why wouldn't insurance pay for that? Mm -hmm. You know, that just makes more sense. And there's so many theories behind that. And as to why we uh, need to be sick and Mm -hmm. long-term solutions are difficult and not prescribed. There's probably multiple reasons we won't go into that Mm -hmm. today, but (laughs) you know, uh, what, what I love is, and it's what we do is I want to educate people to make them realize here's one choice, totally a viable choice, medications, surgeries, that stuff is a viable option. It's there for you, but here's this other option if you choose it. Mm -hmm. Right. And like some people don't even know that that's an option. Sometimes they think all these barriers entry, they don't even think like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't find the time. I don't have the money. My knees can't do that. No, of course, of course you can, right? Mm-hmm. You know it's attainable. I can, you've probably taken people who've never run a day in their life mm-hmm. and got to the point where they've run what? A marathon, marathon 5K triathlon, yeah, right? Right. Right? Multiple times. Absolutely. And those people probably thought they could not do it when right. they first came in. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they accomplished that task. Right. And I think that those people will also tell you, you have to surround yourself with encouragers, people that are going to be encouraging you the entire time, the entire way. Nobody's yeah. saying, are you sure you want to do a yeah. trap? How are you going to do that? Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> right. It's exactly the exact opposite. It's dangerous not to do it and stay on the couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's just something so I'm super passionate about. And what you were talking about surrounding yourself with positive people, that's even more of a challenge because mm-hmm. the average Still, the average person is not working out. We know that the average person is not eating well. So more than likely, you're probably surrounded by people who aren't like that. So you're going to have to be almost the the one who starts the hope, which is even scarier. Mm-hmm. You know, Or find that community, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. of like-minded people that will be encouraging you. And, yeah. And now, I mean, really now it's even easier with 
Facebook and social media, it's, it's even easier to surround yourself with that encouragement yeah. virtually. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's something I talk about a lot and you're doing the same thing, but creating these communities like CrossFit did, like you're doing through the retail stores, like a place where people can go and you know, you're going to have like-minded positive people just instantly, mm-hmm. right? Like you can walk into a CrossFit gym, you know, those people care about fitness, they care about health. You're going to walk into blue sky, you know, those people care about fitness. They care about your health. They want you to be you know, successful. And mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just awesome. That that's even available. Was that available? That's the only good thing. Just always talk about that. The good thing is places like these are popping up all over the place and it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, that I agree. Now, if you want to, you can find it anywhere, right? You mm-hmm. can go, you can find a community that you like. There's plenty of options around, you know, even in the South, mm-hmm. especially you know. in Charleston. We're really fortunate. Yeah. It's yeah. a very active community. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, um, what about, I know you're a runner. Tell us a little bit more about the triathlon. When did that start and how is that Mm -hmm. going as far as, you know, you say you you have some challenges with that. So tell us a little (laughs) bit about that. When did you start going from running to starting doing triathlons? I think right in my early thirties, I started cross training more because I was running so much every day. When you say cross training, what do you mean by cross training? Swimming, and stationary biking. Okay. Um, so I was having little niggles in my knee or here and there. And so I decided to do some more cross training and not run every single day because mm-hmm. I was becoming a parent that was not going right. to be long lasting. And I didn't, I didn't want to terminate my running career because I just was going to run every day, no matter what. Yeah. So um, my husband was in business school in New York City, and um, we were living right across from an Olympic distance pool right at Columbia University. It was beautiful. So I decided to get in the pool and swim a little bit. It wasn't very far. I, I knew I know how to swim. I didn't grow up on a swim team. I grew up swimming in the lakes of Michigan just for fun. Yep. Um, so cool. I had, yeah, yep. I didn't have that technique, and I still, to this day, struggle with technique on the swim. But I'm in the master swim group. I mean, I'm always working on it. I'm always trying to improve. And I, mm-hmm. I do know that it makes me a better runner. Swimming makes me a better runner. Soda cycling makes you a better runner because yeah. it's working different muscle groups. It's working your, your lung capacity. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. So then I decided I, I can't, at some point I decided I wanted to put it all together and do a triathlon. It was after I ran my first Boston marathon and my, my gift to myself was a road bike after I ran Boston. So I got a road bike. Oh my gosh, too, way too big for me. I don't know. This guy was like, take this one. This one's for you. It was awful. So I rode this way too big road bike for years. But anyway, you don't know what you don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I did. I went and did um, a triathlon. We were living in Rhode Island at the time. So it was in Massachusetts. I told my family, please don't come. This is going to be a disaster, but I'm going to go do this by myself. And the whistle went off and I counted to 10. I let all the swimmers go ahead of me because I was terrified to swim in the open water. Um, but somehow I survived it and I went onto the bike and jammed it on the run. And so, and that was it. And I felt so victorious because like I said, I'm not a swimmer, especially open water swim. Um, and it was a great feeling. Yeah. And so I just have never stopped. It's more challenging for me to train for a triathlon than it is to train for a marathon. Mm-hmm. Because and you still those, do both, right? I still do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and again, I'm still, I'm going to be 50 this coming year. And I think I'm still running because I'm swimming and biking also. 
Um, yeah, I mean, as a physical therapist at this point, we know <clears throat> that you're very much in a minority if you can run every day for years on end and never do anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, your body, no matter what pattern is, it's necessarily running. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, squatting. It's just if you just do one thing and you do the same pattern, your body does not like that. It mm-hmm. needs to move in different ways and um, go through full ranges of motion. And running is a very monostructural one pattern for hours on end, which is very good for you. You know, at this point we know um, that running can actually rebuild and actually improve some of the cartilage thickness where at first, what do most doctors and still this day say, Mm -hmm. sometimes running is bad for you. It can create more wear and tear in your knees. We now know that it's not necessarily the case, Mm -hmm. right? So, and there's more studies like that coming out, which is, you know, beyond awesome. So, mm-hmm. you know, people have been, I think, still somewhat scared of running. So now, you know, like, oh man, if I want to, sometimes someone comes with knee problems and they're not a runner. I'm like, we're going to start running a little bit and their knees will actually feel better. Like what an yeah. awesome, you know what I mean? Right. Novel idea in and of it, in and of itself. But yes, mm-hmm. tangent again, but still cross training, super important, whether it's swimming, whether it's biking, whether it's lifting weights, whether it's yoga, it doesn't matter. Make sure that if, the only thing you're doing is running that you're just picking some other things to like, as you said, mm-hmm. cross train, whatever that may be. Just like you said, you experienced it yourself. Mm-hmm. Felt a lot healthier. Definitely. It's your running in certain ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Little bits and pieces. I love it. Yeah. Uh, ready for some spitfire? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 First one. What are you best at? What am I, I'm, in, yeah. in general or in sports? Either one, both. You you pick. You're, the world is your oyster today, Catherine. I think I'm best at being a cheerleader for other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. What do you struggle with? Or I say, what do you suck at? Seems kind of hard to say <laughs> that. But I think I, it just puts it right out there. It makes people think a little bit harder. So cheerleader. Uh, satisfaction. Satisfaction mm-hmm. with what? Um, I it's I struggle with never feeling satisfied. I'm always, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Okay. Had, yeah. I would think that's a, a blessing more than is a curse. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a fine line, yeah. right? So um, I struggle with the almost the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but you can turn that either into a positive thing where it creates more action, mm-hmm. or sometimes you can be so unsatisfied that it prevents you from taking action. And I mm-hmm. think that's where little, so, it can be paralyzing sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh God, like, you know, um, yeah. Now what am I going to do? Right. Like, no, okay. <laughs> you know, um, man, yeah, the mental mindset of things, like mm-hmm. that's one thing I liked about running is that very much somebody said this the other day and I know it's another cliche, but it, let me see if I get it right. If you're living in the past, like, depression right Mm -hmm. if you're living in the future it's more anxiety and anxiousness Mm -hmm. like if you live in the present you're totally satisfied and that's the hard part right like i just ran this race or i just went for a run i enjoy this moment and you get that right after a run Mm -hmm. but you need to be able to create that same mental mindset every day all the time Mm -hmm. well but on the flip side it's like yin and yang also never be satisfied that you constantly want to improve yourself Right. So that's the ever, that's my ever struggle too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I'm satisfied where I am. Like I've enjoyed this. Like I, you know, have a successful physical therapy practice. Do I necessarily need more? 
I mean, I still want more, but I guess doing it for the right reasons mm -hmm. can be tough sometimes. Yes. You know, getting that back. What is the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness? You can only pick one. There's one thing that they should do. What Just do you think? move forward in a yeah. forward motion every day outside. Okay. For call it 10 minutes, call yeah. it 15 minutes, but pick an oak tree right, and, walk and go to it. to it. Yeah. And walk yeah. back and then pick a second oak tree. Right. And just, yeah. I Keep like moving forward. Don't stop moving. I like the little goals thing. I mean, that's just something that it's difficult to find, you know, like where would you find a personal trainer? who's like, all right, we're just going to work out five minutes a day. <laughs> you know, like that's not going to happen. And I get why, yeah. but um, yeah, just going outside and just like go for a walk. We tell that to, I tell it to so many people mm -hmm. and you know, that that's the way it's going to stick long-term. Right. Not when you go out and kill yourself and you're sore, you're probably not going to go back day two, but if you do five minutes, you can go do six minutes the next day. And right. That slowly. If you talk to any elderly person who's relatively fit, they all say the same thing. Just don't stop moving. You mm -hmm. have to keep moving, especially as you get older. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. All right, we got some fun ones. These are my favorites. Okay. What is your walkout song? Walkout? You mean like if it's on, you leave? <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, let's 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 set the. I love setting the scene. You're about to start running. Uh, what's your favorite race? Like a five k marathon? If you could pick, like your favorite. A ten miler. A ten miler. Yeah, You're about to run a ten miler. Mm -hmm. That's funny. That's when I used to run more. I, 10 miles was my perfect amount. I've mm -hmm. done 10 miles all the time. But you're about to start a 10 miler. It's like the perfect day. You know, the weather's beautiful. You got your brand new or whatever um, sneakers on. <laughs> <laughs> and this song is going to play at the start. Like, And you're about to walk out like on stage and they're going to play any song that you want. Before okay. What is that song? Oh, probably um, Dance the Night Away by Van Halen. Wow, you yeah. got it right there too. Yeah, I like that's it. My, oh, my all-time favorite. Yeah, that's really okay. mm -hmm. I like it. <laughs> what is your favorite cartoon? My favorite cartoon? Yeah, I guess Bugs Bunny. I like it. Yeah, who my age didn't watch way too much Bugs Bunny growing <laughs> up? <laughs> I love Looney Tunes. Yeah, that has like been the most popular answer. You know that um, most of the people I interview are in my same uh, demographic <laughs> and age. I guess like Looney Tunes is by far the, mm -hmm. the biggest one. <laughs> What is the last book you read? The last book I read. Um, you know, don't you have uh, time uh, to read between five children yeah. and training and running a business? And, you yeah. Know, plenty of time to read, right? Not really. <laughs> uh, you know, last year I read the Bible okay. cover to cover. I was following in an app and we started at the very beginning, the book of Genesis, and, and finished it right at New Year's Eve. It was done. Yep. So that was the last book in its entirety that I read. Okay. I do listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts and things like that. Yeah. Those count audiobooks count all the time as reading, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one would probably be um, Shoe Dog. Uh, it was the story of the founder of Nike. That That's a highly story. recommended book for mm -hmm. a lot of my business groups. I'm in. It's supposed to be an amazing book. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot about that. I'm going to purchase that. <laughs> We're done. How can people find you? Tell us a little bit, you know, like online or like where are you located for some mm -hmm. of our local people? Just give us a quick 
Yeah. People yeah. want to find you. How can they find you? Well, 725 Coleman Boulevard, where, if, where Starbucks is on Coleman. We're diagonally across the street from Starbucks. Our website is blueskyendurance.com. You can follow us on Instagram and just Blue Sky Endurance and Facebook as well. We have a Tri Club page on Facebook too. If you want to get a little bit more intimate with the group, a community, it's mm-hmm. pretty interactive. Our tri- Facebook Blue Sky Endurance Tri Club page. Um, we also have a meetup page for people that are not on Facebook that just want to keep um, abreast of the events that we have and the training opportunities. Um, I just got a blue pickup truck. I don't have it logoed yet, but if you see that truck, it's probably me. That's cool. I'm pretty proud of it. I uh, graduated from my minivan of many, many years. So finally, yeah, with big children, yeah, yeah, big girl truck. (laughs) We uh have not gotten a minivan yet. We were like, we're never gonna get one. It's like slowly becoming like it seems really practical, (laughs) so functional. Yeah, it's like oh, this would be perfect. But yeah, so far so good. Yeah, I don't think we're going to five. I think I'm very very happy and content. Two, we've both decided, but five sounds, five sounds challenging, but amazing at the same time. <laughs> yes. I'm sure Christmas is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. How yeah. old are they? Well, my oldest is 21 and my youngest is 10. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They're all about two and a half years apart. So. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Big span. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. I hope it was newsworthy. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's always good to have a conversation. I had the advantage of already knowing you, so easy conversation to have. Well, thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Don't forget your body is resilient, strong, and adaptable. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes and please share this information. Uh, We've had a few of you who have uh, taken screenshots and shared it on Instagram, which is awesome. You can find us at Healthy Charleston. Got that one, which is awesome. And yeah, believe it or not, you too can change people's lives.